You have nothing to do with your skill, Bayless. As I was saying, Joy Taylor, every dog has his day. And since I'm a big dog, I've got two days. So now, you just call yourself a Yeah, I'm a dog. Yeah, I'm a big dog. to season one episode nine of better than nothing i'm your host jacob joined by uh jack and andrew hey What's up, boy? glad to be here thank you welcome back we got the gang back together from episode two uh feels good we, it's been a dude it's been a long ride since it feels like a year ago it really does <laughs> it's been seven weeks i mean that is a long time yeah i mean, I the, mean the, the the betting the grid has been taking up a bunch of my time but i i have to make time for you know my, my true love of college football uh the f1 fans uh yeah Totally disregard that statement. Love F1. You got to have like some kind, you got to come on the regular, you know, every now and then. Um, but yeah, Adam's off doing work stuff. Xavier also doing work stuff. Um, Jack just came back from France. So we've just, everyone loves to travel internationally, it appears. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's read off the disclosure and then we'll get into the, the juicy bit. Um, so we are not in any way, shape or form offering financial advice. Everything we share is speculation and opinion. Uh, make sure you check your individual state laws to see if sports betting is legal or what options are in your specific state. If you or anyone you know is addicted to, to gambling, please call the National Council on Problem Gambling at 1-800-522-4700. We'll be sure to link their info in our show notes. And the lines have been taken from BetMGM as of October 19th. So quick overview, we're going to talk NFL Week 6 reactions and uh, preview Week 7 with some bets. College football Week 7 reactions, Week 8 bets. We got some miscellaneous bets, so mainly NBA, NHL, that kind of stuff. And then, of course, we got the general parlay, which we will be donating to St. Jude when we inevitably smash that, when it inevitably hits. All right, so let's jump into it. Uh, first off, I just want to talk about Jack and my horrible, horrible experience this weekend trying to watch college football in the city of Houston. Uh, it was horrible, man. We were so I was visiting. Adam was in town too, so it was kind of weird that we all were in the same city. And you guys didn't get to see each and other. William too. Yes, yeah, and William. It was really weird. Um, Tommy was there too, whole gang. Um, and Jack had literally just landed from France and met up with us at a bar <laughs> to watch college football. And every single TV, every single TV was playing Astros. It's it's honestly the worst situation possible because not only do we hate baseball, but the Astros are also the most hated organization in basically all of sports. Um, so I don't even really want to root for them. Um, so it's just like a double-edged sword of, of just horribleness. Yeah, and I mean, I know, I know, Tommy and Adam are Astros stands, so it's kind of good they're not here right now to hear us bad mouthing baseball. Uh, yeah, I mean, the three of us were not baseball guys, um, unfortunately. I respect it. We we're not going to bet. I, I've, I've actually taken quite a few bets on the Phillies, so I did win um, money on the Astros, though. Yeah. So I will, I will, I will say that <laughs> yeah. I, I, I artificially yeah. made myself <laughs> interested in the eighteen inning. You literally. Uh, uh, profiting off of uh, a team you just absolutely hate called cheaters. Uh, well i mean if the bar was getting into it i at least wanted to when i heard cheering uh to at least be uh that's fair you know behind it a little bit 
Yeah, so we, we basically had to watch the Tennessee-Alabama game, which was maybe the best game I've watched in a long time, on, like, the smallest TV in the back of the bar uh, because all these weirdos had been – and also, that game lasted six and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, so we kept saying, like, oh, it'll – dude – I jinxed oh, it too because the moment we walked in the bar, we walked in the bar and it's the eighth inning. And I was like, oh, it's like the bottom of the eighth. And I was like, oh, man, game's almost over. Should be done in five minutes. College football bliss. We'll have, we'll just be watching college football in a couple minutes. Boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. Ten innings. It, it, off it, it was the worst so. jinx I think I've ever seen. Just walking into the bar with good it, vibes, ready to watch college football the rest oh, of the yeah. evening, not move bars. And just it all came crashing yeah. down. It was so bad. So we tried to we move bars. We hopped a little bit. We we hopped after you went to bed, Jack, too, because uh, you were jet lagged. Yeah, I don't blame that you. Was, it was brutal. Uh, you you actually rallied pretty hard, um, but literally every place we went, just Astros. That's it. All we could find. Horrible, horrible experience. Uh, yeah, I don't even care. It like all right, not the Red Sox cheated. A lot of teams cheated. I'm, I don't want to be an Astros sympathizer, good? but like, does that make it good? Though? We're pretty good still. <laughs> I like how I just said we, and I don't, I don't, I haven't watched a single. You Astros live in Dallas. Here. Go Texas Rangers. But I'm guy. from Houston. Uh, you know, oh I uh, I think the hate is kind of fueling me a little. I like seeing people hate on them and then continuing to win. I'm like, damn, that's that's like yeah, that's I mean, there, there's part of it that like, I'm totally cool if you're like, if you if you're just like an Astros fan, you're like, yeah, that was bad, you know whatever we're good now whatever but the people who are like obnoxiously like okay with the cheating those are the people i can't stand it's just kind of weird it's weirdo behavior yeah yeah and i and i think i think like everyone needs to step back and remember that that year like i think like six of the teams in the playoffs were proven to like also have done that not but not that like i can justify that but at the same time it's like it's like okay if the astros don't win Another team yeah. wins and they get labeled cheater, but it's like well, like the Red Sox were cheating worse. <laughs> yeah, uh, and they got like no one cared about that. It's because they didn't uh, but win. They, but the, that's fair. Yeah. I also think the Astros like new blood, so now they're like you know pretty solid. But before at that time, it was kind of like they went from literally the worst team in the world. Like there were games where we would go to Astros games. For and they would be like five dollar <laughs> tickets yeah. on like Jersey night, and we would just go. We'd be like, oh, let's go. Why not? And fans would wear like I remember we would just we, and the fans would have like paper bags over their heads. So it's, it's kind of interesting. I mean, I wish they didn't cheat. It really kind of sours it, but whatever. We're talking about baseball too much anyway. But any, all that too to say, too long spent on baseball. Too, all that to say, Jack and I had a rough time trying to watch college football. I will say, mattress Matt, but mattress Mac did put the largest like single bet in like history down on Astros to win the uh, World Series. I think he put something like fifteen million. Yeah. For them to win, so I think it's the largest single bet. Dude, I need to go buy a mattress in history. Now it's looking pretty nice it's, now. Like I think I should buy that mattress to get that free mattress. Right we're, now. we're getting close in the uh, Fitzgerald household. Genius. So genius, genius play by him. So basically, if you don't know, Mattress Mac is a Houston icon, and he owns Gallery Furniture. And so what he does is he has an offer every year where if you buy a mattress and the Astros win the World Series, you get the mattress for free. And so how he hedges this is if you buy the mattress and the Astros win and he has to give you a free mattress, he's making millions and millions of dollars by betting millions on the Astros to win. Uh, And if the Astros don't win, he loses his money. 
but you've purchased mattresses, so he makes money either way. Yeah. So it's genius. genius oh, yeah. It's a genius head, genius business. There, there's man. some insurance uh, stuff in there as well uh, that he has uh, with it. But yeah, that's basically what it is. It's a great play. And also, like, he's just a great figure in Houston. Like, he's like, help people out during the flood, help the homeless people out. Great guy. Well, and uh, his um, daughter in law was uh, our middle school teacher. That's uh, true. Yeah, Miss Miss Mackie. So we that's true. Yeah, we are uh, indebted to we we are big. We we got connections to the the Mac mm-hmm. <laughs> big man, yep. the big Mac. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so also just want to bring up. Uh, I'm so glad we got to see a nice common Drake L this weekend. Um, <laughs> so I texted you guys. I texted you guys like beginning of the week, like last Monday, and I said I saw, you know. Uh, Barcelona were debuting this Drake jersey for Drake hitting 50 billion streams on Spotify, mm-hmm. which by all means is insane. Yeah. But I was just like, okay, one, Real are infinitely better than Barcelona this year and most many of the past years since Messi's left. Um, they're probably the best team in the world. And also, the Drake curse is a thing. I texted the group, whole account on Real Madrid. Uh so I bet on they were like plus money too. So I took it. Easy smash. Drake, on the other hand, dumbass. He uh bet $833,000 on a parlay between Arsenal win and against Leeds, which is like they should be winning that game. They barely won, by the way. They had like some VAR mumbo jumbo go into that. And then uh Barcelona to win. Not to cover it. He picked Barcelona to win. Uh so he just basically threw away eight hundred and thirty-three thousand dollars. Wow! Uh, awesome. You love to see it. I personally, I love to see it's that. Sicko behavior. It is. It, it I, is. It is pretty. Dumb I, I did see him uh, hit a number in his uh, online roulette, and he won one point two mil. So, uh, he, the guy just has. You gotta. So you gotta much think money. how much he's lost. Oh so much yeah. Money. I mean, he just has yeah. so much money. Like it. It would be like if all of us had easily like two hundred million. Like. Of course, we're throwing yeah, that much fair. money on saying. stupid shit. Yeah, but he did lose 833k. Got to laugh at him for that one. That's a house. Hell, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's literally like a nice house uh, in most markets. So you love it. You love to see it, Jack. Take us into the NFL, man. What we doubted you this weekend, and it destroyed a couple of our group parlays. It it, it, it did, and and what Jacob's referencing is. Uh, Basically, the what well, the AFC South, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, you know the Texans, the Colts, the Jaguars, and the Titans. Uh, it was the Colts versus the Jaguars this weekend, and I was like, guys, like Colts, they're they're getting it together. No Jonathan Taylor, but I think they have it. Got absolutely flamed in the chat. Um, you know, Jaguars have the Colts number. Uh, <laughs> you got diabolical. Yeah, I I I got memed to death uh, essentially. Um, yeah. You know, and I. I threw uh, Colts in a lot of my parlays, and it ended up being really well for me. Uh, some of the other stuff did lose. Um, but essentially what <laughs> I've come to realize about this NFL season in particular is that it's it's just all over the board. I mean, there have been some absolutely insane games. I mean, just four weeks ago, I mean, the, the Colts got absolutely skunked by the Jaguars, and now they're winning, you know, basically on a game-winning drive by Matt Ryan. I mean, if I were to say that three years ago, that would sound like a fever dream type sentence um, to be saying. Um, and, and so ba- basically, 
my only other take I really have is the New York teams are back. Um, they have yep. been absolutely smashing it, and that will lead into my picks. But I'll let. What do you mean by that? What do I mean by that? One, as a as a. There's only one team in New York. I mean, yes, it's Buffalo, but okay, the Meadowlands, fine, New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey. I, I'm they're, they're they're my dogs. All right. Well, specifically the Giants. Uh, so fun fact: this is the uh, best start uh, for a Giant season since they won the Super Bowl in 2008. The only better start wow. they had was actually in 2009 when they started six and zero. Um, so oh, that's wow. kind of a, a fun stat. So 2008, 2009, and now 2022. Uh, Daniel Jones is feeling himself. Saquon Barkley finally producing in fantasy, and it's been fantastic. I finally uh, went with my guy there, um, and so it's just you know fine. New Jersey is back. Love New Jersey right now. The Jets <laughs> feeling themselves right now. That and that we'll, we'll talk about bets uh, once we get to uh, Andrew. What what are, what are your thoughts then on uh, NFL Week Six? I mean, yeah, you said it. Daniel Jones is – is he elite? Is he better than Joe Flacco when Joe Flacco said he was elite? Because I think he is. So by Joe Flacco test, Daniel Jones is elite. Um, but Brian Dable, man, like what a hire. I mean think about how simple it was. Like they just saw him at the Bills and they said, oh, yeah, that guy's pretty good. He made Josh Allen pretty good. Maybe you can make Daniel Jones good. And they hire him and – what he's good and suddenly the team is playing out of their mind um so i mean i'm happy for them i'm happy for uh yeah robert with the jets um man good things coming to new york i'm just hoping it doesn't transfer to the nba because nick's fans oh god don't want to see that. And, yeah. and, and I don't want to see that. Yeah, the fans, Nets man. fans are True. the worst. Well, man. like the thing is like Knicks fans are like pained humans. I just want to see Spike Knicks, Lee oh, smile. My bad. Knicks fans are Knicks fans are pained pained humans. Nets fans are like just bandwagon people. Like they're just True. like people with KD or Kyrie and their and their Abby on Twitter. And they're yeah. probably they're, they're East mm. they're so East Coast uh, Golden State Warrior rejects. Is kind of my thought. They are, dude. They're literally like they're literally like thirteen. <laughs> but but so Knicks I, fans, Knicks fans have like the sleeper cell that the Lakers have, where it's like they're bad, but the minute they're back, like those guys just throw the jersey on and they're there and they're yeah, just like yelling sure. on the street, like yeah, one hundred percent. You know, and that's okay. Like I think I think we've gotten to the point in the NBA where like there's jersey fans for every team. It's not like college where like obviously Middle Tennessee State doesn't have very many jersey fans. But, like, I feel like most cities now probably have them. Um, but Knicks fans, man, that's a crazy bunch. Did you – I would do. they are so funny, though. Like, yeah. that, like I want. I need to see more bing-bong content. Mm. So, I kind of want them to – Did y'all – That's true. Like, just for one game. I want them to, like, beat the Warriors and then, like, drop a hilarious video where Spider-Man and Tim's goes, bing-bong, <laughs> and, then I, and then lose every other game after that. That's like, true. That's the content I live for. So, like, I think Lakers fans are more annoying, to be honest with you. Um, but they're both, like, very – they're both very, like – either, like, they're really depressed and they're very pessimistic, which is really annoying because they're not real fans. Yeah. Or they're very annoying and they're – when they're good because they're not real fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So they're both both fan bases. I get those vibes. So I don't know if y'all saw the video of uh, Julius Randle, his son, after they lost, I think, their final preseason game. Uh, but he was crying uh, after they oh lost. And then I the comments that. were just brutal. It's like, you're in for a long season. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Also, so can we talk funny. about Kimba Walker? It just isn't on a team. And like no one, I don't understand. Doesn't it. look like anyone's signing okay. him. So, hold it. so Jared Butler, Jared Butler's just a free agent. Yeah, yeah. So also, many good players. Elfrey Payton, these guys can cook. I'm so, I'm so confused. The Lakers, I want the Lakers to sign all these guys. I feel like there's no reason not to. If you watch them shoot threes last night, how can, how is Kemba Walker <laughs> not on the team and Russell Westbrook and. Uh, we got the wrong Walker, bro. Lonnie Walker is not Kemba Walker. Dude, it's they crazy. They messed up. Ron Polinka submitted the wrong <laughs> paperwork. Russell Westbrook's contract could be split into, like, fifths, and you could pay, like, five very good guards and have and have really nice guard depth, and instead you just have Russell Westbrook. <laughs> and, like, I'm not a Russ I, – I don't want even. him on the Lakers. I'm not a hater. Like, I don't want him on the team, but – Dude, let me just read you some players I would personally want on the Lakers right now. Uh, Rob Palinka, if, 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 if you're listening, this is this is top top. Yeah, content. Rob. Uh, I'm gonna. Put, I'll make the picture of Rob with AirPods in the wave <laughs> waves the the, the, the show wave picture. manager. Uh, Hassan Whiteside, bro. Demarcus Cousins, Tristan Thompson, and mm. Paul Millsap. Willie Cauley Stein, Cody Zeller, I would take him. Derek Favors, I would take him. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, easily. DJ Augustine, I would take him. I would take Avery Bradley. Avery I would Bradley. take Elfrey. Rajon Rondo, Kemba Walker, Jared Butler, Langston Galloway, dude. Uh, it's just Elfrey Payton again. I want Elfrey Payton on the Lakers right now. Did you see? It's just shocking to me. Well, and Dennis Schroeder, such a good team. He's on the Lakers. He played all summer. For the German national team, like no problem. And first preseason game, he like gets injured. <laughs> Dennis Schroeder, he came back. He swallowed oh, his pride. Oh yeah, he hurt his finger or whatever. And then he got injured immediately. Yeah, that's how it is, dude. Half. I think I think y'all it, sold it, out it for the ring. Something that I swear they sold their soul to Mickey Mouse for that that ring. For that little Mickey ring. It is, yeah. The uh, the Lamicky ring is uh, is pretty rough. Honestly, half those guys you read, I was like, I'm pretty sure they're on the Kings or the Pistons or something. I was like, Shit. yeah, they were all former Kings players. Yeah. It's like it's the like, life cycle of a player. Player. <laughs> is you go to the Kings and then I'll you're out of the league. league. Kings Pistons out of the league. Yeah, it, sorry. I can I, I just I'm kind of shocked, guys. Like really, the guys I'm most shocked about are like Hassan Whiteside. I don't know how he went from being like. People arguing he's one of like the best centers in the league uh, to just no one even knows he's on this list of guys that aren't on the team. Same with guys like LaMarcus Aldridge. I know he thought about retiring, but like he looked pretty good the past two years. Uh, it's pretty sad to see how his career has kind of shaken out. That's why we need uh, to lobby for expansion teams because all, Seattle those players, team. all those players you just named, that's a, that's a yeah. perfectly 500 500- the Austin Spurs, by the way, have like a very loyal fan base, and they're like a G League team. So, like, put any team in Austin or Vegas, and they're gonna do well, honestly. Yeah. And Seattle, for that matter. Those are th- like Seattle and Vegas are the easiest expansion teams you could do. 
Well, and LeBron wants to own them. Can you imagine if he owns the Vegas team while yeah, he's still playing crazy. for the Lakers? That has to be some – that's going to – well, Jordan, like, didn't Jordan have ownership of the, the Wizards, Wizards right? That's why he played for the Wizards because yep. he was, like, trying to sell tickets. Yep. Hilarious. That's why he played. Like, why else would this man play I'm, for the Wizards? I'm convinced the only reason LeBron is floating the expansion team idea is he, is he feels bad for Bronny and he wants him to play for an NBA team, so he's going to go to Vegas, yeah. draft Bronny. And do, you like, think Bron- do you think Bronny's better than Jared Butler or Alfred no. Bateman? Not at all. Not even. Yeah. So that, that's why I'm kind of like no. – even if there was an expansion team, these guys are sitting on the waiver wire. Yeah, it's crazy. Jeez, man. Jack, did you say your NFL pick? Uh, yeah. So, oh, well, so no, not my picks, more just reactions. Yeah. I thought we were doing a bit reaction and then into the picks. Yeah, no, keep going. I'm just like, let's get oh, back to NFL. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. Uh, so, well, we just like got into the NBA so, dude, vortex. This is the perfect time of year. NBA is back. We have college football, NFL. And F1, for me, it's just like it, the, the perfect weekend is about to happen. We yeah. have the Austin Grand Prix. We have Premier League. Yeah, we have week back. seven of NFL. Oh, dude, it's it's just going to be fantastic. But yeah. to go back into it, so my first pick. So, again, I think I maybe mentioned this on week two. Kyler Murray and Call of Duty is the funniest story that continues to grace my timeline on Twitter. So essentially, the pre-release of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 starts tomorrow morning. They're playing Thursday (laughs) night against the Saints. So if I had to put money, it is an away game, but I would bet money he has his setup with him because you're an NFL player who's making hundreds of millions of dollars. He totally has it. You can only play the campaign, but I know he wants to get a feel for how it's going to be. He's going to be playing it. He's going to probably try to stay up as close as possible, as late as possible. I think he's just going to be a bit wary. Actually, I think it is. Uh, oh, it's at Cardinals. Never mind. He's home. So it's Saints plus two and a half. The oh, yeah. Saints are very spotty. So it, it, it pains me to say it, but I want to go with my, my friends down in New Orleans. I think they can pull it out. Give them plus two and a half. I would maybe buy a point or throw it in a teaser. If I really want it to be safe, you know, make it three and a half or make it, you know, nine and a half plus with a six point plus teaser. That's where I'd really feel yeah. about the most comfortable uh, with it. And then my next pick going with uh, the New York teams, both of them, Giants plus three against the Jaguars at Jaguars and the Jets plus one against the Broncos at Denver. I just think both of them getting points in any situation is just going to be fantastic. The most points Denver has scored in a game is 23 points. Every Jets win has been 24 points or more. Jets are four and two. Denver is two and four. So I just think that in all of the Denver games, they can't even get 23 points or can't even get 24 points. And the Jets have already gotten four games where they've won over 24 points. That feels really good. The Giants, yeah. uh, in particular, I think the Jaguars have something sneaky in them. They've put up two really good games against some good teams. Obviously, against the Colts, uh, when they absolutely skunked them, it was a. Uh, oh, I have it. I have it pulled up here. So the Jags. So the Jags beat the Chargers thirty-eight to ten, which was absolutely disgusting, and then they beat the Colts twenty-four to zero. So those are the only two wins that the Jaguars have in their arsenal. 
So they really play up to the good team. So it does make me a bit concerned. But I just think that um, the Giants got it in them. Uh, Saquon can really run the ball. Daniel Jones has been throwing that ball around. And also, we didn't even mention this. I don't know if y'all watched the uh, the Giants game last week, but there was that horrible flyby cam. I know the NFL has been trying the different camera angles on kickoffs and everything. They had this kickoff cam, and the camera was twisting throughout the entire thing. And myself being a bit hungover and jet-lagged on Sunday made it for one of the worst viewing experiences I've ever had in the NFL. But that is – that's can't relate. all my picks. I have red zone, but uh... – Sounds bad. Sounds awful. I didn't see it. Oh, I'll, I'll send it to y'all after. It was absolutely. It made you want to puke. If anyone watched that game, they will totally yeah. understand. Oh yeah, definitely throw us the the puking camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are the Jags the are the Jags the Kansas of uh, the NFL? How so? Just because out of nowhere, like they're usually garbage and like horrible year last year, and then. <laughs> And then, uh, like, just actually being good this year, like, upsetting teams. I don't, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're on the cusp of being, like, legit. Yeah, man. I think that's – the NFL is just crazy. Man. Like, I, I feel like no one's bad. Like, last year, the Jags would have never had any of these performances. That's true. That's There's true. no doubt. That's well, kind of what I mean. It's, like, kind of like Kansas. Like, Kansas, Kansas is not a team that – oh, they – except for Texas because they own Texas. Uh, but they're not one of these teams that just, like, randomly – oh, they just beat – okay state it's like no that never would happen uh-huh. uh, but now this year you're like oh yeah they could beat them so i will say much True. like the uh much like you're mentioning you know they, they have losses to you know the texans which i guess would almost be the equivalent of someone like ou maybe like literally bottom of the table not doing well this year and then just Oh, you getting a sneaky win uh against um kansas yeah. but also that score was 13 to 6 so, I mean, the NFL, I, I saw something that we are down in just fantasy football points alone scored this year at this time. We're down almost 20% in point volume compared to last year. So the scoring is just not happening this year. I don't know if it's due to yeah, I believe the height. I kind of like that. Uh, I'm a fan of scoring. Um, maybe it's due to the refs, well, well, like- but... So my fear for football has always been, what if everyone figures out like offenses to the point where it's like not like it, like defense doesn't even matter, but it's like clearly that's not the case. So I'm I, I'm kind of it makes me hopeful a little bit. Like obviously, like Joe Brady just can't come in and just turn around and offense. Yeah, that's fact. You know, I, I, I'm glad. Actually, like, the opposite. Matt, Matt, College Matt Rule with his way, 42 though. million at home hearing this statement. <laughs> yeah, surprise. He knows, He's like, oh, man. He's like, you're telling me, man. But yeah, it's, it makes me a little hopeful for the pros. Now, I think college is moving that way, though, where it's like most teams yeah, are going to have solid offenses at some point. Um, yeah. I feel like the average over is. I just think it's like the, it, it, I think it's like almost like college basketball. There are some aspects of the game where, like, when you're dealing with kids and not all of them are going to go to the next level. Yeah, defense is always going to be harder than offense. Like mm-hmm. uh, when you have like guys like Joe Burrow on one end, and then guys like playing against like you know seven of the eleven guys or more are going to be not playing in the NFL. Well, you're also Most putting your you're probably like 
putting your best athlete at offensive positions. Exactly. Whereas in the NFL, you're just drafting the best defensive player from every team. For sure. At every position. This wall. Yeah. 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 And so, so – Like, think about, like, Sauce Gardner, Petrie, Stingley. Yeah. Like, they're all rookies, and they look like vets because – but those are, like, the th- only three guys we're really talking about in all the NFL who are rookies, and they're, like, not even top in the league right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. in college, those guys are – the best of the best, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, Derek Stingley True. was so good. Yeah. He decided to just sit out his last uh, two seasons at LSU. Uh, you yeah. you bitter? So well, not. considering uh, we were literally bottom of the table uh, last year in the SEC West, uh, it killed me a little bit. But uh, we're doing better now. Go Tigers! Got Ole Miss this weekend. At least he went to the. At least he went to the uh, Texans, so you can still like. It's not like he like ducked on y'all and then you can't ever cheer for him ever. You, know what I mean? you never get to see him be good that's yeah, actually so, uh i'm out. going to a texan i'm going to uh texans eagles actually thursday night football Dude, I wanted to get and uh so i'm gonna bad. get a, a awesome. stingley jersey for it so i'll be repping that's pretty sweet. dude i wanted to go i'm gonna be out of town unfortunately uh, but i did i wanted to go that one so bad um but yeah thursday night football is the twilight <laughs> zone there's no there's no other explanation i don't even have to expand upon that statement uh, when I saw the Broncos were playing on Monday night as well, I felt sick to my stomach. So I, I heard a conspiracy that uh, the NFL purposely did this to uh, basically screw with uh, Amazon and that they made the worst possible schedule for Thursday night football to just like, give it to I Amazon. Think, no, I don't think it's the schedule. Like, yeah, I don't think it's the schedule. I really think it's like they, always they're underprepared or something. I don't, I don't know because like, yeah, like you said, you're going to go to the Texans-Eagles game on Thursday. I bet you that game sucks, too. I don't know why. It's like people will find a way. Like, it doesn't matter. No. Yeah. Remember when they did the color? The only good game, the only good Thursday night game, Rams-Chiefs 2019-2018. Was that case it was like them? the highest-scoring game ever, Ketchup versus Mustard Bowl. Do you remember uh, that? Oh, God, yeah, that was yeah. horrible. The color rush game. Colors-wise. Well, was it was awesome because it was like 90 points scored totals. Mm-hmm. It was like Mahomes versus Goff. <laughs> This is so yep. funny, man. Like, in retrospect, hilarious. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Andrew, could you cue up a pick uh, on my note right there? But, basically, uh, the fact that the Bears let this man that Andrew's about to show you go 7-0 and on uh, Thursday Night Football <laughs> makes me pretty upset. Sure. All the way from the cue up that picture of uh, my boy Carson Wentz. <laughs> Oh, God. Look at this guy, dude. Look at this drip. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look at that drip. Dude. You can't see him, though. Uh, yeah, I only see his head in his fedora. Yeah, for those listening, uh, he has a camo blazer um, with yeah, a Like the most fedora. accented brown elbow pads on it. Carson Wentz? He's wearing, a, he's wearing a Redditor fedora with a feather in it, I think. Yeah, it's not a good look. It's um, very bad. Dude, and the, and the Commanders are such like a unlikable organization because of uh Yeah, there's nothing Yeah, good I mean the, the whole situation yeah. over there's pretty bad. I, I I feel bad for Carson Wentz. Yeah. I mean, he literally he was like he yeah. what, he he made it throughout he he got the Eagles in the great position and then Nick Foles took over and won the Super Bowl. And so he like never got credit for anything and he's just been like <laughs> and Ron Riviera is literally like in the in the uh, the press conference, they're like, "Hey, Ron, you know the other teams in your division are doing really well. What's the difference between your, you, you know, the Commanders and them?" And uh, he said, "Quarterback." 
and just absolutely shafted uh, no. Wentz. Uh, well, uh, it's Heineke time this weekend, so oh, don't worry. Wait, really? Is he playing? Yeah, he is. Oh, oh man. Okay. Well, that's I'm ready, baby. That's incredible. I love. Yeah, I love Heineke. Heineke time. Okay, that's he's awesome. a baller. He's he's a dog, man. Like he has yeah. no fear, none. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, anyway, I can't believe Carson went seven zero on Thursday night football. Stats like that, for some reason, like they don't make sense. Like they shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter that Carson Wentz has never lost on Thursday night, but it inevitably happens again, right? Like you see, like oh, he's six and zero. He's not, okay, whatever. They suck, and then he wins. Or like Kirk Cousins is like never won or won one time on Thursday night or Monday. I can't remember which one. It was just prime time in general, and then it yeah. happens again. And you're like, it shouldn't matter, but it does. Um, but all that to say. All hail the mighty Atlanta Falcons, uh, America's team. <laughs> they are undefeated against the spread, uh, and I sm- the money line also smashed. So I'm glad that they're carrying me through my bets. Uh, I love them. I love Mary Goda. They're pretty good. Um, I can't. It's they're an anomaly. They they don't make sense, uh, but it's awesome. And then Bailey Zappi is the next coming of Tom Brady. What the dog doing? Certified dog. Certified dog. Uh, we try to tell you, again, uh, Andrew should be just an NFL quarterback scout, but we try to tell you. <laughs> Dude, Adam, I hope you're listening. All-time bad day. Trying to <laughs> he put has, down yeah. Bailey's Adam happy last on, week. For uh, sure. It was his first Adam game ever, on. and he's better than Mac Jones. Yeah. Oh, Already. yeah. Whatever. He, like, dude, he actually balled out. It's funny because, like, the week where he didn't do that well, like Adam was trying to say he wasn't good, we were saying, hey, well, look, he's a rookie. This is this was good. This QB, like, the quarterback rating was good, whatever. Um, and then Adam was like, oh, those are bad stats. And then the next week literally balls out to the point where now the media is like, oh, Mac, oh, <laughs> Mac Jones, who? Like, Zappy's so good. Like, it's just kind of funny that we – Adam is going to have be on freezing cold takes in five years for that for – that take he the knee-jerk reaction he had um yeah without understanding zappy's game well listen listen to this listen to this stat here there's only one rookie qb in the super bowl era to win and post a hundred passer rating in each of his first two starts that qb is bailey zappy go it it is fairly impressive mac jones who so it's just, I mean, hold up, hold up, hold up. So I, I don't want to rain on the parade because I really like Zappy, But I'm just looking at the, his last two games. So they played the Lions. You mean his first, his first two games? Two, no, like the last two ever. Patriot games. Okay, so his first two games. Yeah, his first two games. His first ever. two games ever. 29-0 to zero against the Lions. And then they won 38-15 to 15 against the Browns. So I, I want to give the guy all the credit. I think that is fantastic. But he's not playing the most elite that I've seen. And they get the Bears next. And then I think... But neither was Mac Jones. So, okay. Like, it's not like he was beating teams. Okay, listen to this. Listen to this. First three career games, all right? Mac Jones' stat line. 6.1 yards at attempt. 79 passer rating on average. Two TDs and three interceptions. Bailey Zappi's first three games... 8.5 8.5 yards per attempt, an 111 average passer rating, four TDs and only one interception. Now, that's not enough. My thing is, like, if you give a QB in the NFL enough time to just figure out the basics, 
eventually they'll figure it out. Like Daniel Jones figuring it out. Like Bortles for a while figured it out after three years of being average. Like you can figure it out just by being a decent QB. It takes a special type of talent to come into the league and not like to actually show the spark like immediately, almost immediately. Yeah. So, and also like we talked about, like this guy was at Houston Baptist university. Then he transfers to where do you go? Western, West, Kentucky? Western Kentucky. Uh, and then not a sing leads the league leads to college football in, in passing yards. Did he break uh, Joe Burrow's record? Did he not? I think he did. I think you're right. Or close. I don't, I don't, if he didn't, he was right there. I think there. he was right there. I don't think anyone's yeah. beat it yet. He didn't have Jamar Chase on his team or any, any Yeah, NFL exactly. He didn't have an NFL uh, offense. So like, it's kind of crazy because like he is just like a baller. Like He, he went from Houston Baptist to he the beat NFL. The he, he beat won. the record, by the way. I looked it up. Sorry. Oh, he did. Okay, yeah. so. Yeah. And so he goes from Houston Baptist to the NFL – on the bet, one of maybe the best team in NFL history, like the one of the best dynasties uh, that we've ever seen. We didn't see the Cowboys at their peak, and Patriots might be better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, totally. it's pretty crazy that he's kind of just that. Bill Belichick sees it. We knew the moment he drafted him that you know this guy could be one of those guys. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool to see. Um, it, it's almost like a Tom Brady esque story, where like he's going to be one of those guys. I think where. You know, people wanted to be Mac Jones because Mac Jones is chubby, I guess. And we were like, oh, he's white and chubby. So they're like, oh, the next Tom Brady, he's white and chubby. Uh, yeah. But re- in reality, it's this guy who's kind of like no one would have picked him to be an NFL quarterback. And here he is. Well, and he's, like, and he's like a gunslinger. Like, what I, what I don't like about Mac Jones, and I hate to pile on Mac. If you're listening, Mac, it's no offense to you. It's really just his – I think the Patriots, I think Bill Belichick wanted someone who like wouldn't make a ton of mistakes, not necessarily yeah, someone who, how it works. yeah. And so like Mac Jones was able to just kind of sit in there and like win because Bill Belichick is that guy. Um, I think with a guy like Zappi, you start to like move in closer to like the Brady-ish mold where it's like, he also will make less mistakes, but like the it factor might be there too. So it's like, like obviously in college he was a gunslinger. He was with at Western Kentucky, whereas Mac Jones, college NFL yeah. offense, also well, Heisman winning, yeah. Heisman winning wide receiver. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. When Mac only throws it like three. Like his average like passing yards is like four. Um, so like it's just totally different guy. And like you said, like guys who don't make mistakes, like Jared Stidham, for example, like when he was. In at quarterback for the Patriots, he would throw like pick sixes and all like yeah. to the point where like Belichick would put him in in garbage time. He would make a mistake and he would just instantly take him out because it was uh-huh. like it's not worth it. Um, but yeah, uh, like also we spoke about Tyquan Thornton uh, and he balled out like two touchdowns, one rushing, I one rushing, one uh, receiving. We literally talked about him last week of like this might be the highest receiver taken in a long time besides like Jacoby like. The only guy that so it's kind of interesting to see him ball out. He just came back from injury, um, looked really good. Uh, Andrew sent a meme about of uh, Zappy and <laughs> Zappy and Taekwon as Randy Moss and uh, Tom Brady. It's pretty funny. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited. Like I, growing up, I wasn't the pa- obviously didn't like the Patriots like most people in America probably that aren't in the New England area. 
But now, dude, I'm kind of like, I like Thornton a lot in college, obviously. I, I like Zappy. I'm kind of rooting for them. Kind of rooting for them. Yeah, totally. Um, I owe Sauce an apology. Sauce Gardner, if you're listening, I owe you an apology. Uh, I was unfamiliar with your game. Uh, I, I didn't realize he is that guy. Like, I watched the game, the Jets game. He's very, very good. Everything he does is very, very good. He looks like a top corner in the league. He's, he's amazing. Um, and on top, talking about the Jets, um, Coach Salah is a G. He's a dog. Uh, he's really turned this whole thing around. I sat next to him on a plane before he went to the Jets. I was flying from Michigan or to Michigan, I can't remember, to Detroit. And that was when he – so he's from Dearborn, Michigan. Uh, and he, at the time, was linked with the Lions, most likely. That was the team that most likely was going to hire him. And so we were talking about that. Super nice guy. Um, and, I'm, like, when he went to the Jets, I was like, okay, like, met him on the plane. He was super nice. I'm probably going to cheer for, cheer for him now. He looked awesome. Also, like, Joe Douglas, Jets fans were saying for years, oh, Joe Douglas sucks. Joe Douglas doesn't know what he's doing. He's incompetent. Uh, they got to look pretty stupid right now because he's built this amazing roster. Uh, and they look good, man. They've got Brees Hall, Sauce Gardner. I think Zach Wilson's a great quarterback, good prospect. He's got a little injury issue, but if he can get rid of that, Coach Salah's great. Uh, so I think the Jets have to be just, not, you know, they ha- they owe him an apology. Uh, and they've got to be just happy with this amazing rebuild. Uh, the opposite side of that. Tampa Bay and the Packers look bad. Yeah, they look sus. They look horrible. Uh, especially the Packers, in my opinion. Like, they just don't look good. Uh, Andrew, I don't know. If, I know you're an Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers stand, so I don't know how you feel about that. But they both look horrible. They, they, don't, they don't look great. But I, I think, I don't know. If we want to say the Giants and the Jets look legit, that's that's the Packers' last two losses. One of those yeah. games was in London. One of those games was uh, last week against the Jets. Uh, not a good excuse. The offense is below average, especially for the Packers. I just find it very hard to believe that that like they've never lost back to back games in like the last like ten years. It was some stupid stat. yeah under Lafleur. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, so. I could see I could see them coming back to elite form, but it's like with the receivers that the Packers yeah. have. Um it's tough. It's um, not great. And the O line hasn't been great either. Like he's the rush has just been getting to him every time. It's like Yeah. Um so I don't know. I, I, I have faith that the Bucks and the Packers will recover, but Yeah, I don't personally. Um but <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I just think like for me, like when I walk, when I look at the Packers, like they go from this team that's had this identity for like since we've been watching football like you know from far to rogers there's been this like identity with the team this this level of consistency um it's gonna be interesting to see where they go from here like i don't see rogers playing that much longer so it'll be interesting to see what happens also like lafleur is supposed to be an offensive coach right like is that am i wrong to think that yes yes and yeah Pretty much because like the yeah. offense to me is that looks like the, it just looks like they have no idea what they want to be or what they want to do. Uh, well, it's, it's hard to have an identity with no players. It's very weird. Yeah. It's very yeah. weird to see it kind of just like out of the blue. It seems just kind of 
stop working. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Same with the books. Like it just kind of feels like I don't know how it goes from like they're not like obviously like the Packers lost Devontae, which is huge, and so but you know Rodgers has done it with with less before. So interesting. Sure, and and yeah. like. It's weird because Devontae's not necessarily having oh, the yeah, success right. he should be having. So it's like Yeah, totally. Uh, and I was reading a stat. I the Packers offensive line has been blitzed like lowest in the NFL, lowest share of dropbacks in the NFL, yet they've surrendered the seventh highest pressure rate. Mm. So they're not even getting blitzed. He's just yeah. getting he just has to get the ball out lightning quick. Um he's only been sacked like eighteenth most, and it's because his lightning quick like he gets the ball out in like two point five seconds, which is the fastest yeah. in the NFL. Guess guess who is slightly actually slightly faster than him? Bailey Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Wow. So literally, these guys are still they're still playing the way yeah. they should, but they it's like the team isn't really like for sure helping and like yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I mean yeah, for sure. I don't know. Yeah, going into my bets. Um... I'm sticking with Atlanta ATL, baby. Plus six versus Cincy. Uh, I'm going to sprinkle the money line, too. I, I don't think Cincinnati are a behemoth this year. The Falcons are an enigma. So I believe it's possible. Um, but I'm really, my bet really is just plus six against Cincy. Just because until they don't, until they lose one, I'm going to keep taking it. So. Let's no, and, and and Cincinnati, you just every spread they've been given, it always teeters so close. Yeah. So I th- I think that's a good bet. And then um, Dallas and Detroit over forty eight points. Uh, I think the Detroit offense will get back to at least existing. I think they. I don't think they're going to get shut out again. And if they do, I could see on the Dak revenge game this week, they could just win by forty eight. I mean, like, I think the Cowboys look good. Even against the Eagles, they almost came back. Um, which, by the way, we should read some of Xavier's texts uh, to expose him, where he was talking like the Cowboys were going to be the Eagles, and he said we'd have to give him a ten-minute rant uh, <laughs> and talk about when the Cowboys win, all just for him one not to show up, and two for the Cowboys to lose in a pretty stinky manner until the second half, where Cooper Rush looked horrible, which we've been saying he's actually not that good. Like he's just so funny because like it went from like he's better than Dak to. <laughs> This week, the Cowboys like milking Dak content. Like they posted this image of Dak's thumb up, like he's coming back, baby. But it's like a week ago, the fans wouldn't have cared. So they're it's crazy to me, man. Uh, and then one more pick, just just a spicy one. Uh, Taysom Hill on Thursday Night Football over thirty two and a half rushing yards at plus one hundred five odds. He had like thirty nine last week. Um, I, I just think that's I like it. I think that's like. When he runs is in like weird situations, he usually can run off at least like some breakaway, some ten yard runs. Um, I think there's a good chance that those that that hits. Thirty two and a half is not bad, uh, but yeah, those are my picks for this week. Uh, I love all your picks. The only one I'm questionable on is the over uh, for the Lions game because their last game they did lose twenty nine to zero. To the Patriots, yeah, yeah, but I'm so, telling that's, that's the only Patriots thing. It's good though. That's the only. That's that's just my yeah, only no, concern. I totally, I totally agree with you, but I think the Lions would at least score something this week. Like I don't think you oh, go yeah. from the highest scoring offense to zero, and that's just like the trend. I think it's most yeah, likely it's an outlier, but even if they score fourteen, I think the Cowboys are going to hang, hang some points. I think Dak's going to come out 
and smoke them. Oh yeah, but before that, the last four weeks, uh, starting on September 11th, I mean, their lowest scoring game was 24. So it really yeah, exactly. was an enigma against the the Patriots, and yeah, Belichick clearly has their number uh, from history as well. So yeah, they've got a uh, what's his face, Matt Patricia. Yep, just probably has all their info, I'm sure, or something. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Part of the deal he made with Belichick is he just has to feed them all the Lions uh, playbooks For sure. every year. Yeah, that's year. how he'd, that's how he'd the take deal. them back. Yep. The only reason you would take them back. <laughs> Andrew, do you want to talk about uh, yeah your bets? Your uh, any, any last yeah. thoughts? I guess on NFL. I mean, yeah, when we've we've kind of covered um, everything I wanted to talk about, but I uh, yeah on the Jets being good. Reese Hall, very good. I I may have slept on him a little. I think when we were talking about Damian Pierce, we were like, Reese Hall's getting all this love, and he hasn't even played very much. He is very good. I won't lie. Yeah, he is. Not going to beat Damian Pierce. <laughs> I mean, hey, let's take a step back. But, but good running back. Jets, uh, I enjoy watching the Jets. It's cool. I don't know. It's cool to see them do stuff. Um, yeah, Zappi and Taekwon, like I said, very, very good. And then – yeah, lastly, Packers, if you're listening, you got to sign OBJ. You got to sign a veteran receiver um, because Randall Cobb's injured now. So <laughs> literally you have all these 12-year-olds playing receiver. Um, guys who, like, Aaron Rodgers' career is longer than their, like, lives. Um, and it's not going to look good. So I think that's the only way they recover is some like key signing. So they don't really seem keen to like sign receivers or pay money for anyone. So we'll see what happens. Um, but on that note, um, my pick for this week is kind of a bounce back pick for the Packers against Washington uh, with Heineke back. Um, and what I think is like a pretty average to below average commander's defense um, very bad. I would, ex- I would expect the Packers yeah. to put up a better fight than they did last week, and this game to end like thirty to twenty or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so forty-one points seems like a pretty good number um, to take the over. And then my second pick is the Jets. Like Jack said earlier, I'm tailing you on this one. Jets plus one against the Broncos. Um, man, the Broncos are not good, and. and from what it just sounds like in Denver, the situation is is not good. And and the rift keeps getting bigger between Russell Wilson and his team. I mean, like there were those reports of him having like he like demanded his own office when he got there. It's like it's like away from the team. He has an office. Like, like it's just stuff like that. It's like not like his team's getting mad at him. You can clearly see that. He's not playing well to back up his contract. And like him or not, it's like that just – things on social media get into the locker room. It's just a fact. And so uh, culture is hard to recover once once it like kind of manifests and goes on social media and all of that. And so I could see it just spiraling even more. I hope it's not the case because like I want the Broncos to do well, but uh, I'm taking the Jets this week. So. I like it. Yeah, and um, I, I I like the Jets money line on that too because uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but 
So Russ had a shoulder injury actually the past two weeks, I think. I'm not here to like. He <laughs> of course he good. did. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he got an injection in the middle of the last game. Uh, like he went to the tank, got an injection in his shoulder. And he also has a hamstring injury. So like he shouldn't be playing. Like if you're, that's always my mentality is like, if you're that banged up to where you look this bad, just don't play. Like that's kind of my, like if you're, if you're going to go out there and you're going to be good, like Tom Brady or like Aaron Rodgers and you're injured, great. Or like Tua, like Tua, like playing out of his mind, like for sure. Totally doesn't even know that he's playing a football game. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like if you can do that and you can separate your injury from the game, like that's a, you know, that's mama mentality, but if you're actually, if it's having ill effect on your team, you got to just not play, right? Like, if you're that yeah. hurt, you got a hamstring and shoulder injury, what else can Russell Wilson do? His arms hurt and his legs are hurt. So just sit it out, get better, and then prove people wrong once you're healthy. Like, don't keep pushing it and just suck. Um, I'm going to read out some of Xavier's bets real quick. So Milo did have his first L. It was actually kind of close, though. Like, Milo took Panthers plus 11, I think. And yeah. it looked like the Panthers were going to win that game against the Rams for a while. Uh, so pretty crazy. Um, yeah, but... they bought. They bottled on the. They had the ball with two minutes left, and they just bottled. It yeah. was so oh, bad. Yeah. It was. It was the backdoor cover was there. It was brutal. So we got Xavier likes Browns and Ravens over forty five and a half. So you know they both score a lot. Let a lot be scored on them. Uh, Lamar should run over this Cleveland team, uh, but also the Ravens aren't very good either. So we'll we'll see. Browns have a really good run game. They look like the uh, Ravens success susceptible. You know what I'm trying to say. Susceptible. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, to the run. Uh, so we'll see. And then he also likes Packers plus one and a half and Bucks minus five. Interesting. Yeah, so kind of similar mentality. Guess, yeah. Uh, so things are going to pop back up. We'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, also, yeah, we also took a pretty nice – the best bet of the week was probably our uh, over one and a half field goals last week. So uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter or Instagram so you can see some of our live bets that we take. So with that, let us uh, segue into college football real quick. Yes. Let's... <laughs> Is that a crack of cold LaCroix, you know, for the culture? Um, nice. So yeah, that I think the Tennessee Bama game was one of the best games I've ever seen. Uh, it was incredible at first. So I was I took Tennessee money line, Tennessee spread. I think we had a couple bets on Tennessee as well. And like anytime Bama would, like the the you could tell the fans were betting on Bama um, big time. Like the the public was betting Bama pretty big. So every time Bama would score something, I would just keep smashing Tennessee money line, and it paid off. Crazy game. I love seeing uh, fans carry field goals into the river. Their fans were just insane, man. It was awesome to see. Uh, but I will say, like, I think Bama is just just kind of, like, got what was coming to them. Like, they could have lost that UT team easily uh, if um, – what's his face? Uh, Uncle – whatever his name is. Harry man. Ewers didn't get injured. Quinn Ewers. <laughs> oh, yeah, Quinn Ewers. Barbarian yeah. Ewers didn't get injured. But either way, like, they barely beat Texas. They've had a couple games. Barely beat AM. Both those games were like one point win. Barely, barely won. Um, I think they got exposed both of those games, all three of these games, and they finally just lost. It's not like yep. they're not, you know, Texas is is fine. They lost to Texas Tech. Uh, they're gonna lose to more teams. They're not a good, they're not good. 
Uh, Tennessee, I think, is a good team, and it's just hard to keep Bam at bay because of Nick Saban, and they have all five stars. But this isn't like this isn't a team like last year that is just going to you know piss the league and and just dominate. Uh, they will lose more games, at least one or two more, I think. Um, yeah. So yeah. So so Jacob, can I make two points on the game? Just f- funny stuff that yeah, I dude, found through uh, the, the deep subreddit of subreddit of Alabama football is a dark place. Uh, I went down that hole a little bit last night. So apparently Alabama fans are trying to now say that the field goal that was thrown into the river needs to be retrieved because it looks smaller than the typical dimensions of a field goal and that it needs to be properly measured because they're blaming the smaller field goal on the missed kick by Alabama. Just accept the loss, man. Just take the L. So, so, so that that's just the first thing. And then I, I just have a fun stat here: top ten teams in the BCS era that have scored forty nine points or more were six hundred and twenty seven wins, zero losses. Wow! Until last weekend, <laughs> and it is now six hundred and twenty seven wins and one loss because of Alabama, which I just think stat. they've broken so many records. In you know, just with Alabama football, that this is one that I'm very happy to say, which I think is great. Yeah, it was just a crazy game. Like it was one of those games where you kind of going into it, not even a trap game. Like Tennessee's legit. They're not. They're not the best team in the country. They're probably not the fifth best team in the country. But I do think that that you could feel it in the air. Like you could feel the fans were ready for it. Um, it was just time. Like it was time for Bama to lose to Tennessee. Like. They went 16 yeah. years for that. Like the last time they won, Arian Foster, I'm pretty sure, scored a touchdown. So like, it's been a while. Uh, but it was it was cool to see. Um, I yeah. think they're gonna the narrative is gonna get put. They're gonna find a way. Bama could have four losses, uh, yeah. and the narrative is gonna be that they should still make the playoff somehow. Uh, the thing is, I, the SEC West isn't strong enough for that. Like, no, they they, they look strong no. enough with like old well, and I right? exactly and I think like they're barely gonna make the which almost sucks like they're they're probably not gonna make the championship game, which means that uh, they might get in because they'll be like oh well they didn't lose another game it's almost like penalize it's almost like helping them to not it would help them to not make the championship game yeah to well, win out and not six. make the championship game yeah. what's up they got put at six so, after losing so yeah. I mean, they're not going to get so I think, losing. Yeah, so so the, the rest of Alabama's schedule, so they have Mississippi State this weekend, LSU. They're at LSU next weekend, and then at Ole Miss. So they're essentially playing the rest of the top SEC West teams for the rest of the year. But it's like so if they win out, top, they're going to be in the SEC championship. Like, those are your top um. teams. <laughs> like, that's the sad – like, when the Mississippi uh. teams are your claim to fame, it's like – the SEC East might – I mean, the SEC East – Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach, though. I mean, I'm not – no disrespect. I think both those teams should be ranked. Yeah, actually, you're right because, like, Tennessee and what? Georgia are going to have to duke it out for the last spot, right? Yeah, it's, it's going to be Georgia, I would have to bet. And then Tennessee will probably get a good bowl game yeah. if I had to put money on it right now. Uh, it's just so dumb that, like, I hate that. I hate, the con- like, the two sides of a division thing. I think yeah. it's, like – Put the best teams. Play I don't care what division you're in. I get the division for scheduling, but like, put the best teams in the championship game. Just, just uh, then they're gonna be able to argue that 
oh, Bama won or Georgia won, but Bama, Bama lost and they only have two losses. So whatever. And then Tennessee only has one loss, whatever. Like it just sucks, man. Hopefully they just realize that I can't wait till we have more teams in the playoff just so it doesn't even matter, but we'll see. Uh, But anyway, uh, speaking of Tennessee, I didn't know. Andrew actually told me that Hedden Hooker transferred from Virginia Tech, which I did not know. Yeah. Um, actually, when Josh Heupel was hired at Tennessee, um, I want to say like 40 scholarship players transferred out. So they, they had to build their team um, just strictly from the portal. So Hendon Hooker, Brew McCoy, Cedric Tillman, um, a lot of key contributors. I mean, they just kind of built the super team out of uh, transfers. So, I mean, the portal. Yeah, dude, that's pretty crazy. But um, so, yeah, I wouldn't have known that uh, without the portal report, which is where we stay up to date on all transfer news, uh, recruiting news for college football and college basketball. Um, They're a great, great source for you to use. They have really cool articles. Like every week they do like, you know, the top performing transfers. So like guys you didn't even know were transfers on your on their teams. Uh, They'll say like, oh, this guy Duke was, you know, great. This running back at Duke is that, you know, one of the top guys of the week top transfer of the week. So uh, make sure you check them out at uh, www.theportreport.com and their Instagram is at the portal report. Again, we love using it. It's super easy to use that the UI is really nice. Um, it's a great user experience. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and on top of, so yeah, the Tennessee game was, was sick. Um, I, okay. Another really interesting storyline is TCU and Oklahoma state play each other. They both have Aussie punters uh, and they're homies. Like they hang out, they like did like they were like they show them at one point like doing each other's hand signs. Uh, so yeah, random, kind of cool though. The new and they both played Australian uh, rules football, so it's interesting to see that. That's the next wave. Like back when like Brad Wing, I think was his name, like on LSU was that his name, Jack? Yep. LSU kicker from Australia. That was the first guy I remember seeing from Australia that kind of came to the NFL, or I think he went to the NFL, uh, but. First kind of guy I remember being like, oh, that's interesting. Didn't know much about Aussie League football at that point. But now it's feeling like the punting is like that. And that drop style of you drop it and then you, you punt yeah. it is becoming huge. Uh, well, they're they're everywhere. Like my some of my Aussie friends were telling me the way they decided that the college teams they root for was which which teams had Australian punters, which was is double digits. It's a lot, actually. Yeah, like, it's like they actually UH won. had one. UH had one the other uh, – like. Oh, a cool. year or two ago, and then so did uh, Auburn. And, mm-hmm. of course, all Australians know each other, I guess. He was like, oh, they're my buddies. And I was like, yeah, all right. Oh, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so you're like, he's 10 years younger than you. And you're like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you know Chris Hemsworth too? <laughs> Which he did. So, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, the you know, we kind of see Kansas, I don't want to say leveling off, but kind of like they're kind of more so like they're not going to go undefeated, which them they're already having an amazing season regardless. But – Kind of leveled off, like kind of let me down. Uh, I did, I did have them as one of my bets last week, so a little disappointed they didn't cover against um, OU. But uh, uh, the Big Twelve just has, honestly, the Big Twelve just. I don't understand it. It does. It has insane parity. There's not really like a bad team. Uh, West Virginia beating Baylor just kind of proves that. Like the worst team, I think, is West Virginia. I'm pretty sure on paper, and they were able to beat Baylor. Um, and so Adam tried to convince me that the Big 12 is bad uh, at the bar. We were at the bar when Jack went home. Uh, and literally his reasoning 
is the exact same reasoning of why the SEC is good every year. Like, he was like, yeah, like, every team is, like, just, like, beating each other. And I'm like, but doesn't that mean it's – isn't that not a sign of a good conference? When well, it's every actually – And, like, especially when you're winning your out-of-conference games. Like, that's what is baffling to me. What's crazy is it's it couldn't be more untrue about the SEC. Uh, they say that. They're like, oh, we just beat each other. But in reality – Alabama and Georgia have just dominated their sides yeah, of the conference. Sure. They, these these sorry teams just just get steamrolled every year. Yeah. It's like, no, you can prove to me that you actually have parity if like your top team is nine and three. Your top team, without resistance, most years wins forty eight to ten against the second best team. Yeah, in the, like like that's ridiculous. For that's sure. not parity. Georgia You're literally just good hiding behind. Like- Georgia being good the past like five years or, you know, has kind like really good is the only saving grace of like the argument because like they're like, oh, now we have two teams that are good versus like, you know, it's really like sprinkle a little LSU in there as well. And LSU, but that was like LSU was the best team that year and they dominated like that was maybe the best team ever. But it's like it's it's hard to it's hard to make that excuse when like Kansas is now legit. Kansas State is legit. And the SEC has Mizzou and uh, Vanderbilt. That, that's that's the wrong thing. thing. Like, yeah. if you have this dead weight, it really hurts in any sport, basketball. Like, the, that's why the ACC is like, you know, they have this dead weight in basketball. So we'll see. But the thing, the thing, the, much, like, I would say the biggest thing about this whole thing is like the dead weight is the reason we have games and like teams like Bama, Georgia, Tennessee. It's like, the dead yeah. weight is where those wins come from. It's yeah. like if, if we, they didn't have that, then we'd be looking at them like they're, they'd be nine and three. The yeah. fact that Georgia and Tennessee are going to get to play South Carolina, Florida, Vanderbilt, Missouri this year in conference and then play four out of conference games yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, I forget about the like, extra out of conference game. That's just like at the end of the season. I just, yeah, we're not going to, we'll get into that later. Um, but, um, on another note, I I was ready to believe in USC. I was. I was like right there. And I can't. They are not great. We we kind of were right about them being slightly fraudulent. Like we Oregon State should have beat them. Uh Utah's okay. They're not I don't think Utah's that good. Like on the other side of the coin, you know, UCLA beat Utah by ten and USC was struggling against them. But that was a close issue. That was also a close. Like these games, these Pac-12 games have been close at the very. Like, sure, but I'm just saying, like one of them was supposed to be a college football playoff lock. The other one was supposed to be pretty good. That's all no I'm saying. Doubt. Yeah. Like I just thought USC is, is going to take a year to figure it out. Uh, I was ready to believe. I don't believe in them. They shouldn't make the playoff. Uh, yeah. On the other hand, UCLA. I'm interested to see what they do. I'm not sold on them, but I am interested to see what they do. Uh, Michigan is winning it all. Bookmark this right now. Bookmark this, you know, save this this audio, this video. Michigan is winning the national championship. Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. They looked um, they looked insanely dominant against. Uh, I thought a pretty surprisingly good Penn State team early in the year. Like who knows? They could not be good. They've looked good this far, and they destroyed them. They destroyed them on the run game. Blake Corum should be a Heisman candidate. Uh, the passing game, defensively, like they just made them look, they made them look like scrubs. So I'll, I think them and Ohio State is going to be such a freaking awesome game. Uh, 
so yeah, I'm excited to see them win it all this year. Uh, yeah. Bold. And I so to get into my bets, do I no pushback on no Michigan winning all? Oh, big time pushback, but I, I was just gonna let it ride. I mean, I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to push back because I think they are a contender, and like it's hard to say. Like you can like see kind of clearly when someone's in a tier above someone else, and I think Michigan is in the one A, one B tier. But at the same time, I kind of never, I never felt like Penn State was anywhere. Like even That's with right. the ranking they were given, like I never yeah. felt like they were near that. So like Michigan did sort of more than expected in that game but at the same time it's like they proved i think what, what a lot of people thought and it's For like sure. we just yeah it's ohio state that's that's kind of the hump i think like perfect case and, and perfect, illinois perfect uh scenario for me is uh michigan gets to play georgia in the natty and uh get some revenge for last year uh i went to a bar with andrew uh i gave andrew michigan gear uh my fiance michigan gear and I was wearing a Michigan sweater. I think it was this sweater, a Michigan hat and khakis, uh, some some Harbaugh khakis. And they got their asses just smacked down. And it's like, at that point, you've painted your face. Like, I can't take this stuff off at that point. So I'm just sitting there just watching <laughs> them get ass blasted by Georgia, just feeling the pain. Uh, so I would like to see them get some revenge on Georgia uh, in, in, in championship fashion. And I, I the Harbaugh slander, dude. I cannot believe this. Like, dude, I can't believe people slandered Harbaugh so bad in 2021 and fired. Michigan would not be this good without him, uh, without a doubt in my mind. And he deserves his roses. I hope he gets a natty to prove people wrong. Yeah, he's a he's a great coach. He'd have a uh, – oh, they lost Super Bowl. I forgot about that. It's tough. Yeah. And it haunts uh, yeah. to this day. Yeah, that was haunting. The Beyonce halftime Illuminati <laughs> – yeah, <laughs> Baltimore Ravens BS. Uh, yeah, I don't want to steal Andrew's thunder on my bets, but I am liking Syracuse plus their. I don't even know if Andrew took Syracuse. I assumed you were going to. Uh, I like Syracuse plus 13 and a half. I'm taking the money line too. It's spicy, uh, mild spice money line plus 350, though. I like that. I think, I think Syracuse could win this. This is Garrett Schrader's. Heisman coming out party. They they beat North Carolina State pretty nicely, uh, which I don't think we could have fathomed. And Andrew's bet smashed. Like Andrew said last week, like we could have never dreamt of this happening uh, before. So yeah, and and one thing I'll say is like yeah, I it's not one of my picks this week. I I'm scared of it, but it's also because Clemson and Syracuse are part of the Orange Playoff. That's true. And I mm. I actually like week one when we had our ACC picks. And I mean, I'm not going to flex. I picked Clemson and Syracuse because Clemson was pretty obvious, but not, not a lot yeah. of people actually picked them. Like a lot of people picked yeah, NC State true. to win the conference. And people, so, people like Wake Forest. I mean, weird. yeah. And, yeah, and what's, what's, what's crazy is I also love Wake Forest. I, I think all three of those teams USC. are, are honestly slept on by the eight people. I think, I mean, we could, I could talk for hours about how I think the ACC Atlantic Look it up. It's better than the SEC West. I won't go into more SEC slander because Jack's here. But, I mean, <laughs> NC State, Wake Forest, Syracuse, Clemson, FSU is your fifth best team. Like, it, it's it's a pretty deep conference. Um, but, yeah, I, I like I like the spread there, Jacob, because, I mean, it's like – It's a decent amount. 
you have offense versus defense. Basically, it's like who's going to come out. Yeah. Um, I am a bit scared just in general because I think I think Clemson is in that tier, and I want Syracuse to be in that top tier with the Michigan since Clemson's below. Yeah. And it's like, may if they win this, then we have to put them there. But but it's like, uh, I actually probably think maybe higher of Wake Forest at this current moment. But it would be incredible to see. Yeah, the orange pull it off. Um, but like, do you think there's even a potential of? So let's say Syracuse beats Clemson this week, and then they both go undefeated rest of the year. <laughs> is there is there potential of both making it? They can't meet in the ACC final. Um, I don't think they both make it, but I think Syracuse making it is a win. True, true. Um, so the orange playoff dream slowly dies just because of. Uh, We've got a lot of other orange teams. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got Tennessee right now. Looking, Tennessee, Illinois, OK State, Illinois. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's possible. Okay, well, maybe maybe three orange um, and then, you know, yeah. I don't know. Wild card, UCLA. Yeah. Um, yeah. My um, – is there an orange Pac-12 team? Oh, Oregon State. Oh, or, dude. They suck. No. Yeah. No, suck. they do – they do not suck. I will talk about this later. But I know they don't, but I don't think they can make it. I believe. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, my second pick is Ole Miss money line against LSU. Jack, I'm sorry, bro. This feels like a smash to me. Uh, plus one ten money line against LSU, who I think is Dookie, Dookie ba- bad. Uh, and Ole Miss is seven and zero. I don't know. Statistically, I gotta take that. So, hope you understand. Would, I'm uh, just. I have. I, to, I, I, I have I'll have to. a chance to rebuttal. I'll, I'll support you, Jack. I, I I don't necessarily think LSU wins, but at the same time, Ole Miss's best win is Georgia Tech. Like that seven and zero against like no one. Basically, the fact that they're seven and the eight people is like kind of ridiculous. And it, it's pretty telling that Vegas is favoring LSU. <laughs> but that's true. I don't know. I, I think I, at home is a big, tough. But I just, I, I'm just saying, like from a val- from a from a value perspective, yeah, I have to. Unfortunately, so, sorry, Jack. I, I fear I must do this. Uh, Jack, let's hear yours. You know, to, going into to, to each their own. Uh, I very much adamantly disagree. Uh, I think that Death Valley is one of the toughest stadiums uh, in sports to get a win at, um, and I think that. After a great win against Florida, Florida is one of uh, the teams every year that's kind of a must win for LSU. They're one of what I would consider one of our rivals. Uh, they probably don't think that, but we don't really have a good in-state school to really gauge against, so we pick other schools. Uh, so I think we're going to be really motivated. Also, uh, Jaden Daniels, um, what at the start of the season was kind of his downfall is uh, being in the Pac-12, he transferred from ASU. Uh, shouts to the Porter Report for throwing him in the transfers of the week. Uh, this last week, um, but he uh, was very much a be in the pocket for around 0.5 seconds to one second, and then immediately go on the move. And what I noticed this week is I think that uh, Brian Kelly's been telling him to hey slow it down a little bit. You got to let some of these routes develop, and he has a lot better pocket presence uh, than he's had in the past games. That's why he was able to throw all over the place uh, on Florida. So I think that's going to be a really key aspect is that how can Ole Miss contain this guy who is so keen to the run without letting the secondary be compromised? So I think that's going to be 
kind of the key aspect and also playing in death Valley is tough. Uh, so I'm still going to take LSU money line. I'll even take LSU spread. Uh, I'm feeling very confident. Um, they won me a lot of money last week anyway. So it was feeling good there. Uh, so if, just for my two picks, um, I'm going to go with uh, James Madison university, JMU uh, minus 12 and a half against Marshall. So this is the same Marshall team that uh, cool. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go with uh, the JMU minus 12 and a half against Marshall. Uh, Marshall has been looking not the former selves uh, as they were against uh, that Notre Dame team. Uh, they've been dropping some games, um, not really looking up to form. Uh, and one thing is Marshall likes to win by close margins in low-scoring games. Uh, JMU is the opposite. They're somewhat of an offensive juggernaut um, in the type of uh, games they play. Uh, typically blowing out po- opponents uh, you know, by 10 to uh, you know, almost 30 points. Uh, so I think that minus 12 and a half, I just don't think Marshall's going to have that offensive prowess um, to really be able to keep up with them. And I think that uh, JMU is just going to be running up the score. Uh, my last pick, uh, I'm going to go with, and Jacob, uh, you can uh, rebuttal this as much as you want as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kansas plus eight <laughs> against Baylor at, uh, at Baylor. Um, I just don't think that home field advantage uh, is, is too big of a player, you know, uh, Jacob, forgive me if I'm wrong. Your stadium holds around 25,000. Is that 4550? Okay, so so a, a lot it's bigger also, than actually, uh, it's uh, also Baylor's homecoming game. Okay, that's fair. But I will so say maybe, I do uh, like the pick. I, I do like plus 8. I'm just I'll be honest, I do like it. Yeah. So 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 my reasoning is uh just the last two Kansas games, obviously a really tough game against TCU. Uh TCU kind of uh, emerging as the uh front runner uh in the big 12 which i think was a surprise to a lot of us um and then also just kind of their hangover game against oklahoma i just don't think uh you know they were kind of on those highs i mean the most ever sold out games in a kansas football history um this year so i think that loss to tcu took a lot of the steam away from the team they were kind of you know walking into that oklahoma game saying oklahoma has been this big bad wolf all these years now they're down uh, we got this and they were underprepared, but do I think they dropped three games in a row? I do not. So getting plus eight points, I, I, I it's hard for me to turn, turn around to that one. Yeah. Um, I, I like the plus eight, but I will say Baylor's lost two in a row as well. So in my mind, if I had to pick, you know, it's still Kansas, right? Like I, they very well could lose three in a row in my mind. Like they're not, that's not beyond beneath them to lose three in a row uh, yeah. versus Baylor's, you know, defending conference champions. Like, I think it's just going to be like, who's got the, who's going to have the most and it's homecoming. Um, so like, who's going to have the push to win? It's going to be, I think they cover, but I don't think, I think it's going to be a close game. Yeah, I, I I agree completely, and the, I I just want to, did y'all win the Big Twelve last year, or were you runner up uh, with won. that Oklahoma State game? Yeah, Baylor won. Okay, okay, then mad respect then. So I think like it's been a pretty underwhelming season for Baylor so far, and I but again, I could see Kansas winning this game. I mean, I'm not. I definitely think they're good and they have the ability to, uh, but. We'll just see, man. It it could go either way. I definitely think they covered, though. All right, Andrew, you want to hit us with your college picks? 
Yeah. Um, well, first, I, I want to preface this by saying, um, like we said earlier, a lot of crazy parody in the Big 12. I think what's going a little less talked about is the parody in the Pac-12. Um, because I think Georgia blowing the brakes off Oregon in like week one kind of like scared everyone away from the Pac-12 in a weird way. And then Utah fumbling the bag against Florida, like totally made everyone think like just because there's such like an emphasis on the playoff that um, people just said, oh, we can tune out now. <laughs> Utah and Oregon are gone. <laughs> um, you know, like, well, and I mean, like USC exists, um, but like Jacob said earlier, it's like, yeah, we didn't, I don't Not think we expected in their first year to, um, I don't know, dude, Paul Feinbaum, success. Paul Feinbaum, yeah. the zombie Rob. ass, got drug, drug out of the cemetery and said USC was making the playoffs, so. <laughs> Bruh. Uh, yeah, no. The, the, uh, the, the committee, the committee would give Lincoln Riley the nod, though, if it came down to it of two oh, yeah. Pac-12 teams with the same record and USC is sure. one of them. They'll be like, ah, Lincoln yeah. Riley, get in there. Get out in the first round well, like you always do, you champ. <laughs> for sure. Well, and, and I, I I also think Oregon is weird because I think they got – I don't think they understood what they were going into in week one, going to Atlanta and, like, basically having, like, 20% of Mercedes-Benz Stadium yeah. and playing against, like, a team that just, like, won the natty. And, like, I think if they ran it back – I don't think they win, but I they don't get, they don't get the brakes beaten off them like they did. Uh, I think it just sure. woke them up really early in their season. Um, but I want, yeah, I just wanted to call out um, if Oregon wins this home uh, at home this weekend against UCLA and Vegas does, um, I think they have them as a touchdown favorite against UCLA. And let's just say all the things that Vegas is predicting go to plan. That puts Oregon at 4 0, 6 1, UCLA 3 1, 6 1, USC 4 1, 6 1. Utah five and two, three and one. Oregon State three and two, six and two, and Washington three and two, six and two. It's it's like there's five teams that could win that. Like, and they're all they're not all going to play each other, but a good amount are going to play each other. And I don't think it's as simple as UCLA or just USC. There's there's a route for Oregon State. There's a route for Washington. There's a route for Utah. Um, so and and the other thing to know is like, and from your point earlier, Jacob, like. There haven't been a ton of blowouts in the Pac-12, like unless you're playing Stanford or Colorado. I mean, UCLA's only blowout of the year, I think, is against Colorado. So it's like every game is like one to a 10-point win. Um, So you turn it on one night and suddenly Oregon State keeps winning and they win the Pac-12 at 10-2. and That's completely realistic. Um, I think it's going to be really fun to watch uh, because usually there's a team that just kind of beats the break or two teams or three teams that beat the breaks off everyone they play. It's just not the case here. Um, and yeah, Utah might be a little fraudulent. I think they definitely aren't as advertised, but Utah Kyle Whittingham coach team is a team that, uh, okay. My dog just kicked me. Um, <laughs> is a team that down the Dude, stretch, down the, on that was down awesome. Yeah, I just got like kicked in the gut. Um, so but the Utah down the stretch, though, 
uh, pay attention because last year I felt like had they not blown the early three games they had played, they were one of the best teams in the country. But because you're graded on your overall like year and not momentum going into the final two thirds of the season, um, they weren't able to go play in the playoff. Um, when in reality, I thought they were a playoff team last year. So watch them. Um, I just I think it's a, I think it's a cool a cool conference. I don't think there's like crazy playoff implications, but but I think there are pretty yeah. crazy like Pac-12 winning implications. Um, but cool, yeah. I'll go into my picks. Um, my first pick for this week is OK State plus seven against Texas. Um, Got to support the orange playoff. Um, but more importantly, it's like, I think the Texas versus OU game kind of shocked a lot of uh, casual fans, a lot of people who weren't paying attention. But I think to us and to, to people in general, it was kind of like, OU hasn't didn't really look good up to that point. Texas looked better than we expected up to that point. Um, and seeing them play against Iowa state and survive just barely this past weekend uh, as kind of, kind of like put into perspective what I, where I think Texas is, which I think Texas kind of shares a tier with the rest of the big 12 basically. Um, And I think seven points against a team that could have beat TCU last weekend and probably is the, one of the better teams in the big 12 is too many. Um, and it's in Stillwater. It opened at three and a half and these Texas fans and Texas betters pushed it all the way to seven. So, I mean, a touchdown to ride with the home team that has actually had a better season up to this point against uh, a Texas team that uh, I'll be convinced when they beat Baylor, if they beat Baylor, but (laughs) until then, uh, I think they're just as good as any other Big 12 team, and seven points is enough for me to ride with Cowboys. So, Yeah, I like that, man. Yeah. I totally um, agree. Any thoughts, Jack? No, uh, I, I, I love that pick. Uh, I think Texas uh, – I don't think they're back yet. Um, I think Quinn Edwards is, uh, is quite the quarterback – uh, but yeah, I agree. Take, getting a whole touchdown at home, uh, you know, uh, I love Oklahoma State's coach. That's uh, Gundy. Who's that? Or, yeah, yeah, love that guy uh, with the. He was used to rock a mullet. I don't know if he still does, but I think just Stillwater is uh, is a great atmosphere to play in. I just think Oklahoma State getting a touchdown, I'll take that all day. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I feel like people sleep on Gundy. You bring that up, it's like he—he's a player's so coach, man. He's a player's yeah. coach. I'll never forget his rant uh, a couple years ago with the reporters, uh, basically calling out one of the guys was criticizing the quarterback in the newspaper. He's like, "Don't criticize him. Criticize me." You know, he's just yeah. a kid, and I was just like, "Mad props for the for the head coach just yeah. absolutely losing his lid uh, on the, the reporters. anti Rivera." I love it. Facts. The anti Rivera. <laughs> <laughs> Um, awesome. Well, my next pick is surprise, surprise, an ACC thing. I, I don't know people who listen to this. I I was telling Jack earlier, like they must think I am an ACC fan. Like it just works out that a lot of ACC of my ACC bets hit 
Um, so I keep betting them, but like, I probably have had an ACC, at least one ACC bet every single podcast to this point. <laughs> I noticed that the other day, uh, but Hey, if it works, it works. But, um, this bet is, this is kind of a, uh, it's, it's two bets. Um, I think I like the first one more than the second, but it's Miami under 34 and a half against Duke. Um, and then the second one's Duke plus nine. Um, Miami, uh, I mean, another team that was expected to have success and has been okay. Uh, they haven't scored more than 31 against an FBS team all year. So 34 and a half against what I think is a pretty solid Duke defense. And then they haven't scored more than 24 against like a P5 team. And it was against UNC, who I've discussed in the past in the pod. It's one of the worst defenses in in football. Um, one of the best offenses, but I digress. Um, I think the total is very influenced by UNC and the USC, UNC and Kansas games against Duke, where they allowed like 38, 35 points. But people need to remember that UNC and Kansas are these shootout-like mm-hmm score points, don't really play defense teams. And Mike Elko, Duke coach, uh, can actually play some defense, I think, when he plays against an offense that isn't Kansas or UNC. So I have them holding Miami to under 34 and a half. Um, And yeah, we'll see what happens there. And then, yeah, the Duke plus nine, I was kind of thinking about it and I was like, do I really think Miami is that much better than Duke? And the answer is no. So I might sprinkle a little on that. I'm a little less confident in it than the under 34 uh, for Miami, but it's worth a shot as well. Mm. Like it, man. Um, Xavier had Houston Moneyline versus Navy. Houston scares me, man. I, yeah. I, I feel like they, they worry me a lot, uh, but hey, Xavier's bet. I'll trust him. It's hard to bet against the uh, academies, uh, in my opinion. Something about oh, they're going to do service. I, I don't want to win money on their on their downfall. For sure, uh, <laughs> you can't win money at their expense. They're about to be defending our <laughs> nations. So. Um, yeah, let's see miscellaneous. So Xavier, uh, and I have one more uh, college football pick. If that's okay. oh, you do. Oh, yeah. throw it out there. Uh, um, and then yeah, my my last pick, uh, Mississippi State. Over nine and a half against uh, first half against Bama, and I know it sounds weird to to bet overs against Bama, um, but even before the Tennessee game, like we had noticed, like Bama's secondary felt weaker than usual, and they hadn't really played anyone uh, up to like Tennessee, like where like an offense that could get could exploit that, and I mean. Y'all watched the game, like, mm-hmm. Jalen Hyatt, like, was just carving. Like, I felt like he could just run a post route and there would just be no one there. Um, and they were just scoring at will, um, which kind of goes against typical Bama logic. Um, Mississippi State is the same type of team as, ten- as Tennessee in terms of, like, just, like, offensively lights out. I, I kind of expect them to be able to score more than 10 points. Um, and I know I took them last week for a first quarter over and it didn't hit as uh, the one bet that didn't hit, but I want to ride with them because I, I think there is something there. And I think, I don't think Bama's defense is as advertised, uh, 
Sorry, Xavier. Say his name, Will Anderson. I will say his name. He's probably going to get scored on this weekend, so I'm saying it. Don't, not to dunk on you, Xavier, but any thoughts on that, boys? <laughs> uh, <laughs> sounds good to me. Dude. No, I mean, I, I'm just wary. I mean, just because I, I guess out of everyone here, I probably just followed the SSC maybe a little more closely, but only as a casual. That's what I just want to preface it as. Um, and that LSU beat Mississippi State 31 to 6, or yeah, 31 to 16. Um, and so. You know, you're, you're just mentioning, you know, like, oh, they have this offensive firepower. LSU is just horrible on defense this year. And so Fair. they only put up 16. So I'm just I'm just a little wary, um, you know, about that. I do think they can get 10 points in the first half, though. I mean, that seems kind of like a no-brainer. I mean, it's just going to – the problem is it's, it's a Bama revenge game right now. And Nick Saban took away all of the team's chargers – and Hellcats and all of their nice cars for their loss to Tennessee. Actually? No, but like how fucking hell? I, I was like, I was like, I thought that was just a meme. No, no, it was a <laughs> See, meme. Uh, but like, uh, we, we, yeah, okay, I, I'm you. sure there uh, was there was hell to be paid uh, in practice on Monday. Um, you know, after that Tennessee loss, because that was really a the offense did everything they could, but the defense was uh, lackluster, especially on that final drive. So, so I, I agree. But, like you said earlier, that's in Death Valley. Tough place to play. Tough place. They blew out a better A&M defense. Like, a way better. Like, A&M's defense is probably the only, like, thing worth watching for A&M. They blew out that team. They beat them. They scored, hung 42 on them. Um, they hung 40 on Arkansas. They play a pretty good Kentucky defense. They lose to them. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like LSU's defense is, like, the same level as Alabama's. Is that, like, sacrilege to say? But, like... I mean, a and Think about a and against Bama like, versus against Mississippi State. If we we're talking about Mississippi State, um, A&M could not even move the ball against Mississippi State. LSU also got and blown A&M's out by Tennessee, sucks. forty to thirteen. So, I mean, nothing As makes sense saying, anymore. I don't know if I don't know if there's any logic behind it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, um, I, like both. I mean, I think it's an astute observation either way. I think we will. I think we'll really see soon with Bama because typical Nick Saban is like revenge game. Like you lose, you got to come back. But at the same time, fan Bama fans are so like lame in the sense of like, if they lose a game, they're like, ah, oh, playoff, playoffs gone. I'm not going to the game. And then Saban has to like go to the donors and be like, guys, yeah, right. start coming to games. Like we just lost one game in the last 15 years. <laughs> and so – I could see it being not a packed house and and Mississippi State just like kind of just coming out and just doing what Mike Leach does and just passing on that weak secondary. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Well, like even there are times where like Bama was winning too much and Nick Saban was like, you guys still have to come to games. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> the, there are other games than the playoff, which they, they forget sometimes because they're spoiled. Doesn't feel good yeah, that we, we didn't go to schools that have just like a long, or I mean, you know, LSU different than Baylor, but you know, this, uh, this need for absolute perfection every year. I mean, we beat Florida and I was so excited. So 
Y'all won the national title and fired your coach. You guys How can you, you say that? To be fair, Coach O was a figurehead. He was not a an X's and O's type coach. He was a... I, I don't care. A title should buy you like three years minimum. Nah, nah. He lost. I, he, lost he, he lost. He lost. He lost the locker room because of his shenanigans off the field. It's like if you can't he keep divorced, your job he divorced, doing the he thing that no one else wife. can do. He was caught like hitting on personal, a, do- a donor's thing. Like he lost the locker room. Like players didn't want to play for him. They had to do something, and we got Brian Kelly. I'm. I'm I was okay with the whole thing. Brian Andrew Kelly. Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. Nah, that's how I feel about <laughs> Brian Kelly. Bruh. <laughs> I could have sworn you liked Brian Kelly. No, I, I'm just I, – you No, know he's I'm a Notre, Notre Dame, Dame protector. Yeah. Oh, but I was not a Brian Kelly – Brian Kelly is as fraudulent as it gets. I, I – and, you know, I don't think he's a bad coach. Like, I think he gets results. But, like, does that mean he's likable in any way? No. Dude, Actually, he's, very he's, unlikable. He, he's doing TikToks with the recruits. He's so likable. He's trying to get down with the youth. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, that's my head coach. He's a bit cringy, but like Marcus, Marcus Freeman looks a little sussy. Oh, well, yeah. As a coach, but as a person, Marcus Freeman seems like a cool guy. Like you want to get beer with Marcus Freeman. Would you ever get a beer with Brian Kelly? (laughs) Absolutely. No way. No. 100%. You're and telling he'd me fake his southern accent for you. I would buy him a beer. I would be so ecstatic. I'd be like, that would be like Kelly? that would be like um going to get a beer with like a retired, like divorced dad. Like you're <laughs> just like with this old dude. He's no he's so out of touch with reality. He just moved to Florida. Like that's the vibe I get from him. I love it. I'm all for it. Feel, give me uh, give me a beer with him. I'll get him on the right. podcast. Y'all y- 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 can slander to yeah, his face. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the worst thing you've had, Jack. Marcus Freeman, I feel like. Who <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>, this man? Oh. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, let's go to miscellaneous bets. Uh, so. Twitter, we post some NHL bets, just especially and NBA. Like it's too hard to like we don't have enough time to really give you guys any good picks because they just you know go away. Uh, they change so much. I see Andrew adding a pick as we speak. Oh uh, God! So Xavier says uh, Calgary is currently two and zero, uh, and they've got four points. Great start to our future bet we took last week. He's going to make sure he pops in now to talk about the Calgary Flames. I like Bucks Moneyline versus Sixers tomorrow on Thursday. Uh, it's plus 145. Sixers got pretty much their their asses handed to them by the, the Celtics without a coach, really. So Celtics are good. Uh, but the Sixers should have looked better. They weren't really impressed. James Harden looked great. But the team as a whole did not look very good. Um, I just don't think you should lose by 10 if you're supposed to be you know, potentially a finals winning team against a team that is the defending Eastern Conference champions who don't have a head coach. And they have a lot of scandals going on right now with the, the organization. Got a lot on their mind. They lost pretty ugly to the Warriors and they were able to beat them by 10. Uh, so I, I like the I like the Bucks. I think the Bucks will bounce back this year. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Andrew, let me hear your bet on Chris, your Christmas Day bet. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know why this is available, but uh, take it now before it turns into something crazier. But the Mavs minus four on Christmas Day against the Lakers. Um, you know, I feel like that's pretty good considering, like, unless some big trade happens, like, the Lakers look pretty sorry. Yeah. Um, I would like to see, like, how I'm, – I'm very interested to see how that moves. Because you know it will, but it's like I, – I can't imagine, like, on Christmas the Lakers ever being, like, a 10-point dog. It just seems weird. I feel like they are – like, I feel like if LeBron's going to get up and, like, get his old ass up and, like, play <laughs> out of his mind, it's going to be on, like, Christmas. But, yeah. you know, I would have said the same thing about the season opener. Yeah. And, jeez, man. Like, that was a stinker. They could not shoot. Like, it was gross. It's just like, it's crazy to me when you have Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, LeBron, uh, even Lonnie Walker, and you're yeah. only taking threes. Those are all dudes that should be driving to the lane and just taking layups and dunking. Like, AD, yeah. I never want to see you take a mid-range jumper ever again. Just dunk the ball. You are master and faster than everyone your size. There's no reason. You're playing center, Ooh. dude. Like, <laughs> golly, it's so... It's crazy, bro. I never want to see LeBron do a behind the back, like under the legs snap pass to AD and he takes a three ever again, <laughs> or Russ take a three ever again. It never needs to happen. That was who started telling big men to do that. I I don't really understand because do you remember like when the Bucks were? I was like the year before they won the title. Someone like told Giannis like you should shoot threes, and he was like, I have to. And literally yeah. without any failure, like. He could just get a bucket. He could just dunk on whoever was in the in the post. It was easy two points. But he was like, I have to sauce on them. For I have sure. to double hezzy yeah. three-point and just brick it. And it's like, even if you're shooting, even if you have a big man that shoots 50%, whatever, you know what's probably 75%? If you throw <laughs> in the damn basket, Anthony Davis. I don't care if you're shooting 58% from three. They'll let you take that because it's lower chance than you dunking on them. Because you're bigger than them, you're faster than them, you should be stronger than them. I mean, it's just like, exactly like Giannis, like, they're going to let you take the three even if you shoot 60%. Because they'll take that yeah. over you driving on them and making them tired. Instant score versus, yeah. like, actually you probably missing. Eh, for sure. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Lakers suck. I, one game in, I'm not watching them. Uh, I, I, it, it was such a waste of my time, man. I... I think I'm going to watch the Spurs a lot this year. Yeah, maybe the Pistons, just anything besides. I don't think I can handle watching the ball they're playing. It's so frustrating. Horrible Kings. basketball. Kings fans. Davion Mitchell. Yeah, so let's get into the DJ parlay. Uh, Jack, let's hear yours first. Perfect. Actually, Andrew, you go first. We've, we've, we've kind of waited. We've kind of had you last for the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. It's a simple pick. Uh, I was recently in Europe. Uh, one of my favorite European countries is Italy. Um, and, you know, uh, they play rugby. I don't know if you knew that, but the Rugby World Cup's happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they are a plus 500 underdog to... Uh, I'm trying to remember what. Do you remember what team, Jacob? I, I totally blanked. Oh, it was Fiji. Uh, Fiji. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who is typically, uh, typically pretty good. But yeah. if we're just going to like step back a sec, Italy should be better. 
um, in the sense of it is a bigger, it has more people than Fiji would be. Uh, so I'm just going to use that basic logic to justify this 500 money line. Um, and yeah, there's, there's not really much else. Anything can happen, man. New Zealand, uh, lost some stupid games in in rugby this year. So like, you never know. mm -hmm, And I've heard like, like, yeah, they never lose. And like, they're supposedly, there's a lot of unrest from like, because they lost like not even that many games, but they lost games. And so people are like kind of upset with the new manager, right? Yeah, they um, yeah. they're. I, I think, yeah, they're they're mad. So like, New Zealand sports are in, in kind of like shambles right now. So like, rugby is like the one, the one constant. Uh, they had a chance to make the World Cup in football as well, and they're they bottled it so hard. Like, yeah. just had to win like one more game. They couldn't do it. They lost Australia, the freaking Socceroos or whatever the hell they're called. Uh, and so freaking annoying. I think the New Zealand football manager got sacked actually, because it's just like, so yeah, they lost some bad games in rugby. I can't really recall who they lost to, uh, but yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, we'll see, man. So, Fiji's Fiji's obviously like a powerhouse in in rugby, but I could see you never know Any, sh- anything could happen. Only favored by sixteen and a half. So okay. I like mean, four hey, four score. Yeah. easy, easy. Yeah, Italy far. wins. All right. Yeah. Jack. All right. Uh, mine is going uh, much like my European travels uh, to France. Uh, so I'm doing uh, the French Handball League. Uh, so Fenny Toulou, uh, they're plus 210 uh, against Pays A. Um, and so they I know they, you pronounce that right. I, 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 I took a couple French classes before going, and basically, you just mumble through everything and don't say the last letter. So <laughs> that's all I've learned. Uh, but essentially, uh, so both of these teams, uh, so uh, Fenny Toulou, uh, they're number nine on the table, and the other team that I butchered the pronunciation is number eight on the table, and they're currently one and one against each other this season. So it's kind of a pick em. So getting plus 210, uh, and it's at uh, Fenny Toulou. So I think that's just kind of a, a good – let's go with the home team that's getting, you know, uh, plus 210. So that's why I like it. That's pretty nice. Gotcha. Yeah, so my pick, if you know me, you know I'm a big uh, big New Zealand fan, big big Kiwi fan. Uh, so like Andrew's picking with rugby, uh, I'm taking New Zealand. I'm taking the All Blacks. Minus 72 and a half against Jamaica. <laughs> How's that possible? Which is almost astronomical, uh, but we're taking it. So minus 72 and a half. The saddest part, that's minus 125 odds. Yikes. This, feels, it's going to be a feels like weird bet, uh, but I'm going to have to take it. going to roll with the All Blacks. The games they lost uh, were back in August. They lost to South Africa and Argentina. But oh. I think um, – and Ireland. So they had like basically back to back. And those are all countries they should be beating. I know they have a historical rivalry with South Africa, obviously, but they also have they also have somewhat of a rivalry with Argentina as well. So like not game and they should be way better than them. So not games you want to lose. Um Yeah. Uh that's that's the DJ Parlay. I I feel like this one's pretty attainable. Andrews might be the most astronomical of the bunch. But it makes the odds uh, great. It's gonna it's gonna get those odds though. Yeah, it's true. We need those odds so that St. Jude uh, can get a decent sized check from us. Um, but yeah, anyone else have any last thoughts or anything? The Pelicans right. are back. Uh, they're currently uh, 
beating the Nets by 20 uh, with wow, five minutes dude. left in the how, fourth quarter. How's Zion playing for our uh, Zion MVP future? Uh, Zion a- is uh, a bit uh, playing okay. Uh, 22.7 rebounds, two assists with 23 minutes played. Uh, so they're that's definitely pretty good, bro. Doing okay. How is that okay, dude? Bro, this that's is like, like 20. That's a disgusting. Oh, he's going to point a minute. Hold on, wait. It, yeah. it updated 25 points, two assists. Yeah, oh my God. He just hit a three. Yeah, okay. He's winning the MVP. If you didn't take that when we told you to, take it right now. Bro, I need to go watch this actually. So uh, thank you everyone for watching. I'm going to go watch Zion Williamson and the Pelicans play. Uh, Andrew, do you have something to say? Um, the parlay, if you put 10 on it, you make $324. Oh, heck yeah. So, all right, so we'll – not as much as last week because last week was astronomical, but we will hopefully win. We'll hit our first DJM parlay and send somebody to St. Jude. Um, thank you guys as always for listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify. We are on basically every social platform. Uh, if you find us on one, you'll, you can find our link tree, and it has links to all of our platforms. So, yeah, I hope you have a great week, and uh, happy betting. See you guys. See you. Adios. He's a great Pacers.